0: All right, we are back with the Square State Podcast. Uh, starting up, we're talking about Wyoming. Uh, they ended up losing the game this weekend to Air Force 24-14. to Bill, did you have anything you wanted to say since I'm not able to actually watch the games?
1: Yeah, so obviously they, they lost, which is not ideal. Uh, Air Force is one of those... Opponents where you know exactly what they're going to do, and you just have to stop it. Um, and Wyoming really wasn't able to stop it. I mean, first quarter they went down 14 nothing, and then right before half they scored two touchdowns and tied it up at 14. Looked like they had figured it out and were going to uh, take over the game, but <clears throat> Air Force obviously scored. 10 more points after half, and and Wyoming didn't score any. So, Um, yeah, it was really just a tale of two halves. Sean Chambers looked awful the whole first quarter, and then those last two drives that they scored on, he looked very good. And then the whole second half, he, he was missing passes left and right. It was just, you know, what we've seen a lot of with him being pretty hit or miss. And today was definitely a lot of miss so or I guess yesterday was a lot of miss. Uh, defense looked pretty good altogether but obviously if you if you only score 14 points you you got to hold them to 13 and they weren't able to do that so uh, last couple drives for Air Force they were throwing and running the ball at I think Wyoming's defense was just tired at that point uh, from the offense not doing much and leaving them out there the whole whole game pretty much so. It was really just a tale of uh, time of possession, and I think the defense just got tired in the in the second half and weren't able to, to do their their end to keep the offense in it. So, obviously a little disheartening, but they're still four and one. Um, Air Air Force moved to five and one, so puts them a half a game ahead of Wyoming in the, in the standings. So, I still expect Wyoming to be towards the top of the the conference. When it all comes down to the end I think San Diego State's the team to beat in the Mountain West, but we'll see Uh, There was it was a great weekend for upsets Um, I don't know if you caught that Alabama game Didn't catch any of them. Okay, so yeah college football. We had quite a few upsets Uh, The the main ones that stood out was Alabama losing to unranked Texas A&M and honestly, it looked like Alabama was going to do enough to to win that game. They came back and took the lead, 38 to 31. And late fourth quarter, Texas A&M had just scored a touchdown, but there to tie it back up. But then their quarterback got hurt on the play, so and he was already their second string. Their third string hasn't ever taken a snap in college football, so. Uh, it wasn't looking good for, for Texas A&M to, to come back and finish off that upset, but he came out of the medical tent after a couple plays, and his knee was good enough to finish. So uh, Texas A&M stopped Alabama on their drive, and then with about two minutes left, they went down, drove, and kicked the field goal to win it. Uh, looked like he was going to miss that field goal because it started off way left, but it hooked back in right and went right through, and Crowd stormed the field. It was awesome. I love seeing Alabama lose, so <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was good. And then the other major upset this weekend was uh, Boise State came into Provo and, and beat BYU. So I'll say sorry to Taryn for bringing this up, but uh, <laughs> I love really. seeing BYU lose, so <laughs> yeah. especially at home. That was fantastic. Yeah. But love I think that's – there's. There's just a ton of games we could talk about, and I don't want to touch on all of them because I'm sure most people that are listening to this have already probably watched them, but those are the ones I wanted to highlight, obviously, with Wyoming. We haven't been touch- talking much about Wyoming uh, just because they've been playing some pretty boring games, but they've been winning up until this point, so thought we would we would touch on that one. But with that being said, um, I want to hear your take on, on how the Packers are doing. Obviously, they're playing right now as we're recording uh, but up until this point in the season, they're they're three and one. What are your thoughts on them?
0: Uh, to be honest, I'm, I kind of have like a up and down idea about what they're doing because they've been winning games minus that first game they got absolutely blown out. But everybody's come back and said, you know, that's one game. For it sure. was.
1: It was ugly. You but... know
0: they. They hadn't played in the preseason. Nobody's coming back. Zedarius Smith Smith has hurt his back again. So it Yeah, I saw I he know. had
1: surgery. Is he out for the year or do they know yet?
0: For everything that I've seen it's a possibility that he's out for the year. Okay. They're worried about him being out and I've seen something that uh he it could be his last snap as a Green Bay Packer. Yeah. I don't know how serious this back injury is. It would, you know, be a real bummer if he never played for Green Bay again.
1: Especially but in that now he goes out.
0: We... <laughs> yeah, we did sign Jalen Smith from Dallas, and I think that was a really big pickup. I'm excited for him to actually get a chance to start and play in these games. Yeah. Uh, Our linebacker core has been not great. So having him come in and actually participating and making plays, it's going to be a big deal going on in the future.
1: I think he was obviously a great fit in Dallas until they swapped. um, They got rid of their coaching staff and then brought in a whole new one. Uh, after he had already been extended, and he does not fit well into Dan Quinn's system because that system requires you to be a coverage linebacker pretty much, and that's not his strength. So I, I'm hoping he fits in a little bit better with your scheme, and obviously you guys got him on the cheap. I think you're only paying him the minimum salary, and Dallas is paying the yeah. rest. So,
0: Yeah, Dallas is paying him $7 million, Yeah, and we're paying him like $550,000. like that, yeah. So it's a heck of a deal. And he's excited to be in Green Bay. So
1: Yeah, it sounded like he wanted to sign there. It's like it wasn't just they were the best offer or whatever. He actually wanted to be there because of how he fit in their scheme and the coaching staff. So hopefully yeah. it will be a little boost for you guys. I know you're playing in a game right now. What's what's the score in that one? How's it looking?
0: It's 19-14. to 14. There was one play at the end of the second quarter that killed us. Uh,
1: Jamar Chase?
0: Joe, Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase.
1: Which is beautiful. It, it was my a fantasy.
0: <laughs> well, he's killing it. Your fantasy is going to do well.
1: Yeah, except he, the last he, McCaffrey, but go on.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. He should not have caught that pass is what I'm saying. I, it's been breaking me up this entire game because it should be 19-7 uh, to 7 right now. Darnell Savage, the safety over the top, had him the entire time. And after Joe Burrow threw the ball, it it was like a, a laser pass. It wasn't over the top. And he had a every chance to make a play on this ball. And he just whiffed. And Jamar Chase came out with it and scored the touchdown. And it was, yeah, it's breaking my heart right now. But <laughs> anyway.
1: Yeah. Um that one's not showing in my area. The Denver and Pittsburgh game is. And Kyle and I have been kind of texting back and forth a little bit while this has been happening. And Pittsburgh definitely looks like they are playing inspired. They're up 24-6. to 6, So I'm sure as long as it keeps up, it's going in the fourth quarter right now. But as, if it keeps going like this, Kyle's going to be pretty happy next time we talk.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, but, he should be a little happier from last week.
1: Yeah, last I'm week sure he was, was
0: all fired up.
1: Last from, week was uh, pretty rough. Big
0: Ben playing pretty poorly.
1: Yeah, he's been playing pretty rough this whole season. But today, he's taken a couple hits and he's gotten back up and he's he's been on point for the most part. Um, all of his throws have been pretty pretty close or at least on target. So, it's been it's been pretty good for him. Um, Claypool's having a big game. Defense is looking fantastic. Uh, I think this is showing that. Denver's not the team that everyone thought they were, so it's uh, yeah. it's good for us non-Broncos fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: love talking shit on the Broncos.
1: Yeah, which most Growing of our friends there. pretty much <laughs> like the Broncos, but yeah, we don't we don't There's hate our friends. There's a reason why it's we just hate <laughs> the Broncos.
0: Yeah, but we love making fun of them.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, so we started a new segment this, this week where it's called the best of worst of. We're looking for a name for it, but basically it's, it's your best thing of the week can be sports related, really can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, so your best of the week for this past week, and then your worst of the week for the past week. What do you got? I know I'm throwing you off, uh-huh. sticking you right there in it, but. Give you no, a second to think about it. What you got?
0: Let's run it. Best of the week has to by far be Green Bay winning, and Ben Roethlisberger playing like trash. I think that really killed, or like really helped us, because he would have killed us if he two passes. I think. Yep. In that game, would have beaten us. So
1: that's what, that's my uh, best of the week. That's what Kyle was saying, is he missed two pretty pretty much easy touchdowns if he would have just made the pass. Yep,
0: overthrow. So. Two overthrows, and I think Juju would have had two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, that's so. that's what he was saying. I didn't get to watch that game because, of course, I live in Broncos territory, so that's all they ever show on the TV. Uh, of course. It's fine. It It's all good. You guys won that game. I'm, I've been pretty impressed with what you guys have done since uh, that opening game. Um, like Rogers is always keen to say, relax, it's one game. So I think he's gone out there and proved it. Um, I think this week has been, <clears throat> you said it's 1914. That's pretty close for for the, the matchup I thought it would be. Um, Cincinnati's obviously a, a much better team than they were last year. Especially with Burrow being healthy, he looks like he's uh, not only like healthy, but he looks like he's taking that second-year leap. So good for Cincinnati. Obviously, uh, Logan Wilson is playing very well alongside the other linebackers in that core, and that uh, defensive line looks pretty good too. So testament to their work if they're keeping you guys to only 19, the way that uh, Cobb and and Rodgers have been just gelling on offense lately, so. Um,
0: yeah, and Adams. Adams had 122 yards in the first half.
1: Well, yeah, he's he's gonna get his catching. no matter what. <laughs> Doesn't matter who they put on him, he's gonna get his. But so uh,
0: Avouchea has been really, really playing well. Oh, for sure! Holy crap! Like I didn't know who this guy was before, but he's gonna be a top cornerback in the league yeah after this year for sure
1: um so that's your best of the week what's your worst of the week is it ben
0: no my worst is the shower that i have (laughs)
1: let's let's hear about it
0: (laughs) okay quick story it's gotta be the worst shower system i've ever seen in my entire life i don't know what's what's up with it it you have to do, like be perfect on the knobs, and it has this like little uh, red heat knob that you can pull to yeah. get heat, but it's either scolding hot water or freezing cold water. Yeah. So I, I sit in the shower for like 10, 15 minutes every day just playing with the knob.
1: That sounds yeah. like at my parents' house. If you touch hot at all, it gets so hot. And then if you have to put it like cold, like almost all the way, and then just a little bit of hot for it to be a warm shower. And yeah, you spend five minutes just adjusting to get it to the right heat.
0: Yeah, this Uh, thing is so temperamental. I've cursed. I'm sure the neighbors are wondering like what the hell's going on over there because I was hot. And you... And not just (laughs) temperature-wise.
1: This is, you guys, you guys got your own place now, right?
0: Yep, we've just got our own place and we're getting settled. Uh, It's been an experience.
1: I'm sure. (laughs) Well, that's great. The uh, shower makes worst of the week, so um, there's, obviously you're you're a little bit behind because we already did a, we already did a episode this week, but you wanted to talk about uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks going in and beating the Pats what what did you think about that
0: Well I was kind of curious at at first I read it as uh the Patriots beat the Bucks so I was all online I had this whole spiel going for you know Belichick being the best coach and then I read it wrong and I was like oh it's the Bucks beat the Patriots is that less of a storyline or is that equal because I I think the Bucks have just a far better team oh for sure but it's Tom Brady yeah I Tom Brady and Belichick that is the like the question the big question who won all those games through 2000 to you know 2019
1: Well I think it's pretty clear by the state that the Patriots have been in since he left Um, obviously last year they had a ton of opt-outs on on the defensive side especially so that hurt them but Brady won the Super Bowl and I think this game kind of gave a little glimpse into how how close it was I think it they obviously both contributed to it Uh, Belichick even when Tom Brady wasn't playing well, he had the defensive schemes and, and all that, too, and the team building to help when he wasn't at his best. And I think a lot of those Super Bowls, Tom Brady wasn't playing that well. Uh, I think probably three of them, I would say the defense, at least, was the main contributor to, to them winning them. So, um, But, yeah, he, it's just remarkable to see what Belichick was able to scheme up and and really kept the the Patriots in that game the entire time up until the last quarter So it was it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I think we all took the Patriots Or not the Patriots the the Bucks in that pick um, But I think it was like easy for us to pick that thinking it was going to be a blowout Now if we would have if we would have done against the spread I don't remember what the spread was in that game but I still think the Patriots, or the, <laughs> I keep saying the Patriots, the Bucks beat the spread anyway, so we, we all would have won anyway. But I think it was a lot closer than most people were expecting it to be, so. Um, right. Like you said, I don't think it really said anything other than they both contributed because they obviously, Tom Brady didn't play as well as he wanted to play. He wanted to just kill the Patriots, and the Patriots were very competitive in that game, so. Um,
0: yeah i think you had a good point there both key contributors to a very good dynasty
1: i think well and i
0: I don't think you have one without the other
1: correct yeah i think obviously brady being the player that he was he probably would have won a couple Super Bowls, but not six without belichick so probably a couple maybe um but yeah, I think, I think that's all about that game that we wanted to talk about. The, the next thing is kind of hitting close to home because it involves my uh, my team. And that's Gruden, when he was still in the, the booth for ESPN, supposedly sent some emails um, about Damaris... Demaris, I don't even know how to say the name. Is it Damaris Smith? DeMaris Smith? Something like that. He's the uh, NFLPA... Head, he he leads the negotiations against the NFL for the players, um, and he's been in that that post for I think the last twenty-ish years. Uh, he's done a, a decent job represent representing the players, but over the last couple of years, um, they the players haven't been so sold on what he's been doing, and in fact, he barely held on to his job this just a couple of days ago. Uh, had a, he basically hit the minimum amount of votes to keep his job uh, from the Players Association team representative, so. But anyway, um, apparently John Gruden sent an email about him and said his lips are bigger than the Michelin Mans or something like that, which is obviously not something you should say, um, but the fact that he's black, I think a lot of people are taking it as a racist thing. I don't know if it is or not. I don't know Tom or I don't know John Gruden enough to say he is or not. I know a lot of his former players that are black uh, have spoke up in defense of him, saying I don't think he's racist at all. At least what he's shown me. Uh, but they have all said, especially Charles Woodson said, I know that if if there's any truth to it, Mark Davis will hold him accountable and. Um, that if that if he like shows himself to be that way then he pulls his support for him so uh, yeah it's it's just really curious to me how this all came up because obviously so the email was from back in 2011 or something like that and email is not secure. like it's not a secure means of communicating Because, you know, email servers can get hacked and whatever. It's not stored encrypted, so if if someone gets access to the email, they can just read it. Uh, And you've seen this come (laughs) in the news, like, a ton recently, especially with, like, the Hillary Clinton emails and and whatever. Um, But, yeah, so anyway, it's just weird to me that from 2011, it's just now coming up. And I wonder who leaked that to the media because... I wonder what their intentions were. Obviously, the Raiders are playing pretty well this year under him. Uh, and I just, I'm just i just curious how it's going to affect that locker room. Obviously, if his players believe that he's not that person and it was just, you know, saying something, I don't know how else you could portray that. But if he can explain yeah. it to his players and they're cool with it, they'll play for him, then whatever. Um uh, But like I said, I I really hope that's not the case. And honestly, if if it turns out to be there's more emails going further into detail or whatever, I would not be shocked to see him lose his job because the Raiders are an organization that has always stood up for minorities, women, whatever. They've always hired, not based on color your skin, any of that stuff. It's always been, can you do the job? So, uh, like I said, I, I have... Confidence that Mark Davis would, in fact, get rid of him if, if, there's more information out there that that leads to him being exposed as a closet racist or whatever. So, I I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff about that, but interested in your take. No, I
0: missed. I've missed all of that. I didn't hear anything about that. But it it is. It's one of those things that you. Initially, the instant you hear it. It's got to be something, I mean, a little racist.
1: Yeah. The you way he I mean? explained it away is essentially he said something about when he doesn't like how someone's talking about something, he calls them rubber lips, which is what he was referencing in this email. Like I said, I don't know what to believe, but.
0: And that's going to be the big thing is if there's anything more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's what we're waiting to see, because I'm sure if they have access to one email, they have access to all his emails. So yeah, I'm just waiting check for, all of them. for more to drop. Because I'm I'm reserving my judgment until that that comes through. Because I would 100% support him losing his job if if he's right. saying stuff like that behind the back of his. Obviously, at this point, he was still a broadcaster, but
0: uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want anybody like that in your organization.
1: Yeah. Especially the way that that, that reflects upon your players. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it doesn't matter in any kind of circumstance. Using something uh, as vulgar as that could be, even if you don't mean it as that, yeah. it could be. It's just a non-necessity. It doesn't matter how what they did to wrong you doesn't matter what they did to upset you uh those kind of comments have no place i think in professional sports and we saw that with the clippers head owner
1: well i don't think they have a place in society but obviously in professional sports either so um yeah, yeah. i'm just interested to see what comes of it uh i know to sean reed from The Athletic, wrote an article about it. I've got it bookmarked so I can read. I just haven't had a ton of time to, to crack into it yet. So I'll probably read that once once we get done recording and, and see what he had to say about it. Um, he has a pulse on the on the players. He's one of the Raiders beat writers, so he's talking to these guys. I don't know if he's talked to any of them since that's happened, but obviously yeah. once I read the article, I'll have a better idea of what, what he's heard or whatever. So we'll move on from that. Um, you wanted to talk about the Warriors, as do I. So what do you got?
0: Great. uh, I just watched the Warriors Lakers game. boom, and it, it ended up being a lot better than I initially thought it would. Yeah. the first half seemed dull i I want to say, and I, I've never really actually watched preseason games before, so. This is kind of a new experience for me. I don't know if the teams, both of them, just didn't care because it was preseason, but they played really awful. And it was just like the simple plays, uh, basic shooting, like, you know, 10-foot jumpers are airballed.
1: Yeah. Layouts. The first quarter was brutal but after yeah. second second well, quarter on it it was 5 good. to
0: 9 with 5 minutes left in the yeah. next quarter
1: yeah i think they were both shooting under 30% in the first quarter and then second quarter they started to turn it on but yeah that first quarter was tough to watch
0: Ugh.
1: but of that it got a lot better oh for sure i think they were up by 10 or 20 it might have even been 20 at half they were up yeah so they, uh, they definitely played well, and I, it's not a case of um, the Warriors playing their starters and the Lakers not playing their starters, because outside of, I think LeBron played only a few minutes, but other than him, there was a lot of Westbrook, there was a lot of uh, Dwight Howard, uh, a lot of their starting rotation was out there. Uh, same for the Warriors, yeah. Warriors were trying to see some of the guys that were on the roster bubble as well so and then a lot of the rookies too you saw Moody out there Kaminga was hurt for this game so he was held out and Wiseman and Clay are still both rehabbing last I heard uh, Clay's at about 85 percent um, still haven't heard much on on Wiseman other than they're taking it slow with him but I don't know what that means in terms of when he's going to make his debut but I was very encouraged by this game uh, because they're starting to ramp up. Season starts in nine days, I think. So uh, they're starting yeah. to get a lot of those starting rotations out there. A lot of players like Steph got a ton of ton of minutes. So they're starting to ramp up. And I think this is probably a, a preview of what we can expect to see. Maybe not on a night-to-night basis, but uh, at least a good indication of where they are in terms of a, a team-building experience. So, Touchdown?
0: Oh, huge run from uh, Aaron Jones. Yeah. Huge run. It I looked like they... he was going to get knocked back in the back backfield, but broke it off.
1: I saw you guys kicked yeah. a field goal um, to put you up 22 And then they tied 14. it up. They tied it?
0: Yeah. They tied it. Joe Mixon ran a touchdown in. Dang it. But Jamar Chase is killing it, by the way. Yes.
1: I was hoping yeah. you were going to say he scored another touchdown, but that's fine. No. Um, no. Anyway,
0: Warriors-Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, back to the Warriors. Um. The end of the game really had me impressed most, like, overall. Because you know what you're going to get from the starting five? Yep. The bench is where, like, the team's rounded off. And I think the bench... It very much impressed me. Uh, even uh, Steve Kerr mentioned when Clay gets back, he's going to have a hard time benching Jordan Poole.
1: Oh yeah, dude, Jordan Pool could
0: do that because he is played
1: out of his mind.
0: Eh, he's just—I mean, there was last year, huge improvement.
1: Well, yeah, so over the,
0: year one, I mean, massive year, improvement.
1: Year one, he was pretty much replacement level player. Yeah. Year 2, he took he started in the G League because he was playing so bad and they were talking about might be time to cut cut Jordan Poole. And he comes back from the G League and ever since he got back from the G League, it's like he's an all new player. Like he doesn't want to go back to the G League. I've never been to Santa oh. Cruz, but apparently it's it's not somewhere <laughs> Jordan Poole wants to be. So <laughs> And yeah, he's he's just building on last year, and it looks like he's going to be that player, and that's great for the Warriors because the last thing I want to see is them rush Clay back and him get hurt again. So, if he needs to play exactly. the first half of the season as the starting uh, shooting guard, I'd love to see it. If that means Clay gets to to take his time and come back healthy, hundred percent, and then even if they have to split time once Clay's back, if it's a half and half split, whatever. Uh, Obviously, Poole's got to keep his level of play up, but I'd love for them to just ease Clay into it cuz like I said, if he gets hurt again, like that's going to kill me. Cuz Clay's oh. one of my favorite players has been since he came into the league, so
0: Exactly. It's been hard to choose between Steph and Clay because Clay is just that so much fun to watch. He's almost exactly as fun to watch as Steph.
1: Yeah, they definitely do. I think Steph has it, but. A different way.
0: Clay's defense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's just a, a, you know, barrel monkeys. So much fun to watch.
1: Yes. Clay is definitely one of the better two-way players in the entire league. So, oh, boy. Steelers are doing their best to give up this lead. They already gave up a touchdown, and now they just gave up another one, so it, it'll be 21, nope, it'll be 20-24 if, if they make this extra point, or maybe they'll go for two to make it a field goal. We'll see.
0: Yeah, they should.
1: Not ideal. I really hope Pittsburgh pulls this off. They were just destroying them the whole game, and now, last since fourth quarter started, <laughs> they've just given up two touchdowns, so Anyway. Have you
0: talked much about L.A.? Not L.A.,
1: L.V., Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, I I, probably, I have been
0: so impressed.
1: I probably talked more than I should about them each, each episode because yeah. I feel like every every episode I'm going off for 10 minutes on them one way or another, happy or, or not so happy. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's been a lot more happy than, than not so much, but... Against the Chargers, they definitely exposed a lot of our weaknesses, m- mainly the offensive line. Uh, but also, they were baiting us into running, and we still couldn't. Uh, and that's got to change. Obviously, okay. Jacobs has been banged up, but I think this game uh, that we're playing later today will we'll have a lot better sense of urgency because we've started slow in every single game we've played. What's the matter? Fumble?
0: No, Rodgers missed an open Adams in the end zone, and then Krausby ah. missed a field goal.
1: No way. That's unfortunate. Yeah, How 26 in a row. 212. 212. Oh, boy. Might go down and win it. <sighs> Not impressed. All right. So great. Kyle just texted me. He's not very happy with the uh, <laughs> performance. Although they did not yeah. allow the two-point conversion, so now it's a five-point game. So there's one positive oh, news. Okay. Something. So we, we've we talked about the Warriors. Um, but I think the last thing I have is just about the Major League Baseball playoffs. Um a lot of, lot of good series going on. Brewers and Braves, that <clears throat> that one's tied one, one game to one. Uh, both teams have, have looked pretty impressive. I think the, the Brewers won that first game two to one and the Braves scored a, a few more runs in the second game to, to tie that one up. Rays, Red Sox, that one looks like it's gonna be a, a very good series. Um, I'm obviously pulling for the Rays. That's who I said I'm cheering for for the to win it all. Um, but the Red Sox definitely—they took a punch. They were down five nothing and ended up coming back and winning like fourteen to six or something stupid like that. So it Goodness. was a, a pretty impressive performance. And then the Astros—very disgusted with them. <laughs> They're up two to nothing Astros. over the, the White Sox. Yeah, I always put at least two S's there to emphasize that they are ass Um but yeah they, they're just beating up all over the, the Chicago White Sox uh, not how I wanted that series to go although I do like Dusty Baker their manager uh, don't like the Chicago White Sox manager Tony La Russa, so I guess there's one thing that I can cheer for if, if the Astros end up taking that one and that's that Dusty Baker's a, a great dude and a great manager so um, and then the last one, probably the most interesting series to me, is the Dodgers and Giants. And that's because the Giants won 107 games this season, and the Dodgers won 106. So, obviously, they're pretty evenly matched. They're in the same division. Uh, heated rivalry. Uh, and it looks like it's this one's going to be a, a good, good series. Probably goes six or seven games. And... I still don't know who I favor in this one. Um, I don't like either team. Giants are obviously the the cross bay rivals for us, and then Dodgers. Not a huge fan of how they have basically spent 300 million dollars on their roster, <laughs> compared to the 80 Oof. that my A's have been able to spend on theirs. So, little envious that they can they can spend that kind of dough and we cannot. So, that's the only reason I'm I'm not cheering for them. So. Uh, I assume you haven't been watching playoff baseball?
0: Not a lick. Sorry.
1: (laughs) It's the the best kind of baseball, although all baseball is good. Playoff baseball is fantastic, so maybe catch a game or two.
0: I don't even know where I would get to watch one.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure watching things... Where you are is probably a lot tougher than it is here because i just turn on my tv and it says which one do you want to watch <laughs> yeah. but i don't know how yeah. how that works in the uk so they have this
0: thing called a tv license now i, I don't know when they was signed into law but i uh, they were talking about i need a tv license which is like 13 pound a month just to watch live sports and i was asking everyone it does that count for like nba and like nfl because i don't want to have to pay an extra 13 pound just to watch nfl games
1: yeah especially if you right. have league pass already
0: yeah apparently they will sit in a van like outside your house and monitor uh bandwidths to tell if you're watching live sports or not. So I'm just kind of waiting on somebody to knock on my door and tell me I'm watching live sports and then find me. How? What? Yeah. And That's real? Apparently, they are so intense about it that they can, like, check through your windows and, like,
1: Wait, just to see if you're there? watching it. Oh, nothing. Yeah
0: he will knock on your door and ask to come in. And
1: We, we thought yeah. we heard live sports in there. Yeah. <laughs> <What's that>? yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, have you seen Ted Lasso? No. Oh, man. You need to watch it. You're over there. I think it'll make it even better for you. But it's a great series. I think you out. should watch it. Um, but any anything else you wanted to talk about before we call her? Uh,
0: I don't know. Uh, how we doing on our pickems?
1: I'll pull it up here. I want to say I think we were all tied except for Raff. Raff entered week four. It's Kyle's friend. Um, right. Let's see. I think last week you and I went nine and seven, and then Kyle and Raff went ten and six. Or maybe it was you that went ten and six. I don't remember. I'm pulling it up here. Yeah,
0: I'm kind of just doing them on a right now on a cuff on a whim.
1: Yeah, it's pretty tough when you can't actually watch the games. I mean, yeah. I know you are right now, but
0: come on. All right. Basically, this is it. I get to watch the games live and any news like ahead of time is non-existent. Yeah. Like I have Instagram to kind of oh, what happened? anything big happen like the Stefan Gilmore I saw that and then that was gone in like 12 hours
1: yeah yeah. But it's not letting me sign in for some reason so that's about look it, up. it but I think we're we're all like we all have the same record it's like 43 and 21 or something like that um, close I'll shoot you the The sheet here in a minute because for some reason it's not letting me sign in right now even though there it goes okay yeah so we're all 41 and 23 and you and I yeah you and I went 9 and 7 last week and Kyle and Raph both went 10 and 6 so if Raph would have just went with the Bengals in the the first the first one that we all went with that Thursday night game he would have won $20 so we're, we're doing um, a thing where if any of our followers can beat all three of us in pick them for the week then they get a, a $20 gift card so Raf so far whoof. is the only one that put them in but I expect over the course of time here my dad will probably start shooting in some picks and whatever so if you want to share that out yeah. to your followers as well or your friends then they can enter if they want. So,
0: Yeah, and that should be enough to get somebody to follow us. Yeah, should be. Get you a chance to win. <laughs> See if I can get all the English people over here.
1: There you go. Because
0: a lot of my friends over here now, they want to go to an NFL game. There was one so. today? Yeah, there's one next week as well.
1: How How far are you from... That stadium. You said three hours it's or something?
0: like a two-hour train ride.
1: Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Might have to hit that up. It's Who is it next week? Really easy.
0: Uh, Jacksonville and... Jesus. Dolphins.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. They don't send so the games over there. but
0: <laughs> Which is such a bummer. And I, I feel like they... They only do this, like they send the worst matchups over to London. Yeah. Because of like the TV rights and stuff. So they they send the worst games over there because nobody's going to get up at, you know, 5 a.m. to watch the game. Yeah. Or whatever it is. So they, all they need to do is postpone the game to a little bit later and then play it like a, a good game over here. And there's gonna, nice. they're going to have, well, then you get an extra, like, uh, TV time because an extra game, people can watch it. So you get that marketing
1: yeah, that but the they,
0: NFL obviously
1: has. They just want, when they do those London games, they stick it at the front of the docket instead of the back because, yeah. obviously, then you have all day of football. Like, I've yeah. been watching football since I got up at, like, 8 30 this morning or something that first game exactly. actually wasn't too bad and then yeah it went right into the 11 o'clock ones after the pregame shows so it's pretty nice just do just do my laundry and watch football all day
0: <laughs> but but wouldn't it have been nicer if you could have had instead of the jets and the falcons if you could have had someone like you know green bay Bengals. And then you get the opportunity to watch, you know, another good game.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's also tough to pick, like, um, in advance when they do these schedules because if you would have told me Green Bay and Cincinnati was going to be a good game against 3 and one teams at the beginning of the season, there's no way I would have said that was going to happen.
0: But you're also not going to watch Jets-Falcons. But I did. That's not going to be the highlight of your day.
1: No, for sure.
0: Like, even if, even if it was a good game, which it ended up kind of being a good game, it doesn't matter. Like, Yeah. Nine times out of ten, people aren't going to be like, oh, I need to wake up at seven to watch Jets Falcons.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. But at the same time, I guess what they could do is they could always do one. On the East Coast, a little bit earlier, and then um, just do the one from London in the eleven o'clock time slot, Mountain Time, of course. That would work, but yeah. there's not going to be a lot of teams that want to wake up on the East Coast at eight to play a, a football game. Any, I mean that that's. But even, they could. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know.
0: As as a marketing tool. You would think you would want to try and get as many good games on TV as you can.
1: Well, I did hear they're going to do uh, games in Germany, I think, starting next year. And then they're going to resume the Mexico City one. And you guys win it?
0: Fuck! They... Crosby missed his second
1: field goal. To win it? To win it.
0: Three oh, seconds boy. left, missed his field
1: goal. So, overtime.
0: Overtime.
1: That sucks. God. Bengals must have done nothing with it if you guys already have the ball back.
0: Yeah, I really wasn't paying a ton of attention.
1: Well, I'll let you go so you can pay attention and finish watching right. the rest of that game. Uh, good luck Everybody in overtime. Everybody have
0: a wonderful Sunday.
1: Right, it's good to have you on. Uh, I'm sure we'll catch you next Sunday. And thanks for tuning in.